The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Have you noticed that no matter how hard you try to release attachments, heal traumas, and change your life, you still feel as if you don't belong? There is a reason and a solution for this. Join award-winning actor, comedian, and best-selling author Kyle Cease and learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at From Lonely to Free, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Why is shame such a powerful emotion? How does it affect us mentally, physically, emotionally? I'm Nadia Davis. I'm a mom, author, attorney, and kundalini yoga teacher who has experienced public shaming that brought me to my knees. On this podcast, I'm going to tell you how I'm living the work taking shame out of the shadows. I'll give you real-life advice and skills to take away with you throughout your day. You'll hear from powerful guests who have overcome trauma and emerged stronger than ever. You too can ban the shame within and around you. Join me. You are not alone. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Home is Within You. Here we drag shame out of the shadows and seek to understand the emotion seek to put words on the emotion, and hope to learn the most that we can from the emotion. And as I was getting ready for today, it's a discussion, and we have guest Priya Jane, who I like to selfishly call my spiritual mentor. Um, She is the founder of Seven Chakra Yoga Institute of Spiritual Sciences and a regular guest. And I encourage you to check out her last interview and our conversation, which was about the difference between self-absorption, self-centeredness, and self-awareness, because it directly relates to what entered my heart and my mind about what I want to talk about today. With the new year coming and resolutions and all of that silly stuff, many of us think about, you know, I, I hope to have quote unquote unconditional love, love. And so, so I was thinking about that. I was reflecting on the last several years of my life and all the soul learnings that I went through. And there was a time when I definitely was in this kind of emotional bond and it was in like attachments and unable to get out of other shaming and then my own shame to dive into all the really cool soul learnings. And it reminded me to go back into the training of authentic relationships, which is a level two kundalini yoga training. And to not get too technical here, my hope today with Priya Jane is to dive into how our relationship to our soul 
how that, our self-awareness, our relationship to our soul as individuals is the key to building authentic relationships, to giving love, to receiving love. And there are so many layers to just that statement alone. And I'm going to use my experiences of heartache and what I learned as a guinea pig so that you can relate to it. <laughs> and so, you know, some core things that I remembered are from my therapist and trauma therapy. So you get that in here is that, you know, we have a choice every day to create life from a place of love or from a place of fear and judgment. And that relationships are really opportunities to respond to triggers and to commit on our own time to dive in and understand what fears are coming from, what judgments are coming from, and then learn from them and hopefully have a safe place in another that supports that process, that, that is non-judging of how we may have responded to those fears and judgments. And through that process, really create safety with each other. And I just remember anything anyone does is either an act of love or a cry for love. All of that were learnings over a long, long journey of recovery where treatment, jail, hospitalizations um, landed me in a very deep, dark place where I had to learn to create that safe place within me that I call a home. And so, Priya, thank you for being here. Mm -hmm. My pleasure. The first question I have is why is our relationship to our soul, our own individual relationship, essential to build an authentic relationship? It sounds like a simple question, but it continues <laughs> really deep. <laughs> your relationship to your soul is, is the space where you understand yourself. You understand your inner child. You understand your inner adult. You understand your spiritual self, your capacity, your divinity. And without having an understanding of these areas within you, you really are not aware of what you're looking for from another human being. So mm. all our needs, the inner child need, the inner adult need, our spiritual self-need, they will continue to play out in our expectations from another, except mm -hmm. we don't know what they are and how they're playing out. And we might end up picking someone who has either no capacity to offer us those reflections that we are seeking. They might not have the capacity to just be a silent support for us or know mm -hmm. how to encourage us. Because our inner child is unique. The kind of encouragement each one of us needs is different. So if right. we are not aware of 
who am I, or at least some level of understanding. You don't need to know yourself completely to right. be in a good relationship, a healthy relationship, but it's important to have somewhat an idea of what are some of my core wounds because our mm-hmm. our current and future relationships are part of the process of healing ideally right we're right. seeking information we're seeking partners who can help us heal those wounds right. we don't need them to heal those wounds because that can happen inside of us but they can be a support for that they don't add to the wounding yeah. Yes, this is giving me chills because in not being self-aware with my own, uh, how some fears were being triggered and in, in my inability or my fears, fears of trusting mm-hmm. and understandable fears based on someone's history and my not following those instincts in in the healthy way mm. and pulling my heart back taking things slower um versus the core childhood wound all of this i review in episodes 1 and 2 being the the i remember you said to me once that like just love like i was just all this unconditional i'm saying that in quotes love because of this longing for love from another human being for this unconditional love that I wasn't giving to myself mm-hmm. and in the beginning it was like the wound had me um in this ego mind of well your love we do this all the time well your love your acceptance your understanding can win their love mm-hmm. Women do that all the time. All the People, time. human beings do it all the time. That is that key repeated pattern. I remember that I read or we talked about in authentic relationships that happens when we're in that, that emotional self, when we're only in that ego mind. And that was my, I don't like the word failing because that then builds the added layer of shame. But that was where that self-awareness was needed and in not responding to those soul callings and instead to my mind, you will receive another's love by being understanding. It, it led to a whole variety of things. And that was the key point or my personal responsibility needed to be accountable. I, I I think you're on the right track. Uh, it just wasn't a completed thought. So mm-hmm. the, especially for those of us who are sensitive, mm-hmm. we are we are kind. We are we are empathetic. So it is natural to want to offer to another what we would want to receive. Yes, right. <laughs> that is my failing. <laughs> I don't think that's a failing. I think it's your gift. That's well, you know what, Priya? It's just not complete. That's where the healing came. Yes. Because I realized, you know, I realized, wow, I gave such acceptance. And and there's always variables to this, as you corrected me. I said I gave unconditional love, but you're right. It wasn't 
necessarily unconditional love because there's there were needs for that person's honesty um that person letting me know how their fears caused them to breach my trust while i you know uh, those were expectations those were things so it, it wasn't that i offered unconditional love but i was able to heal and and connect to my soul learnings in that in that i i i know i offered that safe place in return but ha- not having that from another th- that was the the point where i should have listened to my mind but the beauty is in the realization of what i offered and i see that now today and so you're right the journey was that soul learning yes and to know even though what you say you met with failure in respect to your caring and the safety that you offered not being reciprocated by the other which is what we consider the failing but the failing wasn't on your part your part was actually a revelation that you do know how to love yes and that is one of the greatest anchors oh that you can go forward with when you're looking for a relationship that is healthy because if you don't take ownership of this realization that you do know how to love now the next part that's why i said it's an incomplete it's real it's a gift but it's incomplete without the wisdom and the insight to know does the person that i'm bringing into my life do they know how to love too wow it's so 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 very on point it's so on point and that depends on their own relationship to their soul right. and self awareness yes and Now, their level of empathy and their level of sensitivity and their level of emotional intelligence right so there's right. a lot of things at play but the core the soul aspect of it is i know how to love what a gift it's a guarantee in a way mentioned yeah mm-hmm. wow wow and then that is my my own self awareness and how the little girl just wants to love to get love in return. Yes. Yet the limitation is I now know is I can't involve myself with someone that doesn't have that self-awareness. Correct. And that relationship with soul. Yes. I can't be the fixer, the teacher, the the example. It has to be there first. And so what is a relationship to our soul i can talk and explain how mine evolved that is entirely in the whole book mm-hmm. home is within you that journey is in the book mm-hmm. but for listeners like we're talking about not like i remember learning it's not a religious concept no. that i'm talking about it's not like an idea of the soul this is an actual relationship so can you please explain like maybe your journey 
of creating that younger mm-hmm. and 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 or how you guide people is a starting point for this i think ongoing discussion about the effort to build authentic relationships it begins with that relationship with the soul i think we'll continue discussing this in our conversations so the starting point hmm. priya what is a relationship to one soul thank you for that question um just for the <clears throat> purposes of taking the intensity away of the word soul because not everybody <laughs> relates to that word and people think it might be a religious concept let's take that away for a second right and for any of the listeners who are wanting to understand this just take a moment and check in since you were a child what did you ever become aware that there is a being inside something inside of you that talks to you that's it let's just keep it as simple as that That's if, perfect. If you are sensitive, you will know, you will acknowledge and take ownership of that that there is something with it. I don't know what it is. I don't know who it is. I just know there's something within me that talks to me. Right. And when I was younger, that's all I sensed. And it's there's something within me that's here. It's with me all the time. and i remember asking my mother about like do you have that too but i remember her being so busy she was taking care of a sick mother-in-law two little kids taking care of a household she didn't have time to contemplate this you remember me. asking that i remember asking and i think i probably was 5 years old okay and but she didn't first of all she didn't think much about it and that's what's so this thing is a lot of people have dismissed that for so long that they forget that there is something within them. So that is so I'm so glad you you brought up that that childhood experience and I think the universal experience I hope for everybody because it is at that point when there's trauma as a child that then the other thoughts come in about judging. Yeah. Judging that voice. Yes and I did and start to where, do that because I didn't really receive everybody con- does it I don't re- when you don't receive confirmation for it for it when it's not commonly talked about in your household you know right. or even I just spoken about once in a blue moon even if I heard someone in my family or my extended family just happens like yeah you know I have that too boom confirmation that's all we're looking What for. is the word we use with children too it's like their friend their their inner friend the the friend that there lives inside of them they have like a, a secret friend you know like what do they call imaginary it imaginary friend yes thank you very much we have an imaginary friend um okay I mean, it's not imaginary in the imagination is giving it a name that's imagination right. imagination is me giving it a form or a personality or a char- characteristic that's all part of our imagination in order to make it real for us tangible for us right i see but i see but at a very subtle level without giving it form or name or anything even soul is a name it really doesn't have a name it just is now looking back i can tell you what that was it was my soul i can say i can give it a name i can give it 
uh, an entity. But as a child, that's all I experienced. And that's what we all experienced, just something there. And kind of is freaky because it doesn't really land with the senses. It doesn't, your mind is not able to explain it. Okay. So that's the reason we, we start to kind of put it away. We try not to talk about it. So this is a deeper level beyond this. Yes. This is that that voice, that that intuition, and immediately our mind will try to will try to understand it. It will, and, and when it can't, it. it wants to dismiss it. I see, and in that dismissal, then there's all kinds of thoughts. Yeah. And feelings, and then all we go kinds into the of world. The then we, we try to adhere to the idea of soul. We watch movies, we read books, we whatever that is. Forget about the soul. Even the idea of love is not ours anymore. It's adopted. Right. It's adopted from the movies. It's adopted from the series we watch, from how would we think our parents think of what love is, what ideal love should look like. And we start to create our list, right? I want this, 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 and this in, in my partner. I, I want all these qualities. That's that's called listing love. But it has nothing to do with the reality of the frequency that our soul is seeking and emanating. So our soul, the frequency. there is, yeah, within this, this being that sits inside of us, this voice, it has its own unique frequency. And if you tune into it, you would know exactly what it is. And the right. mind isn't as much involved in this process. Notice that? It's just, you just feel it. It, it, it takes it. choosing love for ourselves about our thoughts, about everything, everything about us, choosing yeah. love and breathing and creating that space to then first, I mean, this is a whole layer of mindfulness and the thoughts. And then the more and more over time that that is done, then it's the soul's voice. Yes. And it's, it, and it's a lot of making mistakes and then falling face forward into mm-hmm. that, that yeah. place, <laughs> which creates the guilt right. and the shame. Then right. we start to look for that home within. Like, what is yes. the safe place for me that you come back full circle to that inner voice again? To me, that is a natural process. That I think I've said That's that before on the show. Experience. You are always found, but then you get lost. Getting lost is part of the game. So there is no shame about it. Right. Getting lost is part of the game. Otherwise, there would be no game. And I know the, that experience was completely what you said. Um, getting lost was the realization, you know, about the safe place that my soul could offer and but the human experience everybody it is it it's our soul's journey and experience right yeah and so it's the only thing that's real is the soul's (laughs) so ultimately we do reach this place where the mind has no other distractions or solutions Mm -hmm. or hopes or naivety to offer us. And now we enter the arms of the soul again. We go into that deep part of ourselves where there's no one else, nothing else except us. It's a very- That is the home. That is the home. 
And we that all is have the it. home within. And once you access that place again, through a lot of stumbling, through a lot of that shame and guilt we talk about, and in that space, when you enter that space, you realize, I don't feel that shame anymore. That right. is unconditional love. Yes. That is unconditional yes. love. And that's what I, I got means to. your soul does not impose any condition of your certain level of adequacy or perfection in order to love you. Right. Nothing. It does not require anything of you. It simply says, just be you. It's okay if you made mistakes. It's okay if you fell flat on your face. It's okay if you're down on your knees. It's okay if your goals and destinations feel so far away from you. It's okay if you were not a perfect parent. It's, it just, that, that's why it feels like a refuge from the world. Have you noticed that no matter how hard you try to release attachments, heal traumas, and change your life, you still feel as if you don't belong? There is a reason and a solution for this. Join award-winning actor, comedian, and best-selling author Kyle Cease and learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at From Lonely to Free, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Now, we can have that space within us, but the reason why I despise outside shaming of responses to pain is is it further enforces this focus, everything on the outside, everything, let alone one's own self-awareness. Because we are trying to fit in. Right. In the outer world. And it and drives are, that perfectionism, and we think it drives seems all to the have, character defects, right. it drives, right. And we think everybody seems to have a place in the world except me. Why is that? Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is that everybody is feeling the exact same thing. Exactly. They're all feeling, well, it seems like everybody has it together. Seems like everybody has a place in the world. Why don't I have a place in the world? But we're all faking this. Because the only place we truly fit in is ourselves. Right. And so when it comes down to creating relationships in the outer world, it becomes tricky, right? Because if I am lost, if I can't even locate myself in the outer world, then how do I locate someone else who's already located in the outer world? Right. (laughs) It's a paradox. Right. And so ultimately, to simplify everything, you go back to that being inside of you and feel its unconditional love. And that's what you sense. I want some version. I want to feel something of this frequency, maybe not the whole thing, Mm -hmm. something of this frequency when I connect with another human being. See, that, that is the important part when we have a relationship to the soul and that frequency and are familiar with like our own aura, our own inner self, does that match? Yes. Somewhat. Even if it's a, it, it's a resemblance, it there's something to pay attention to. 
And you have said, you know, if a relationship doesn't support that journey to locate our true self, our satnam, that it needs to end. Yes. It will take you away from you. It will Which I did have to do yes. thereafter. Yes. And of a different phase of development um, after the broken heart. And it was fascinating. And the, the strength and the self-awareness were present. And immediately I had this sense of that, that nurturing of the true self mm -hmm. um, could not really be supported. Um, and it was ownership over my own. I was like adjusting. I was mm -hmm. feeding another person's ego and, it's just fascinating. And so the, the self-awareness, let's talk a little bit more about that relationship to the soul. Cause uh, I'm, let me, I was sorry, we're going to take the word soul out. We're talking about our, our imaginary friend mm -hmm. first <laughs> and you know, how, how, when someone comes to you or what was your journey as a child after you asked your, your, your mom about it. And then there was no kind of affirmation of this part of you. What, what was your journey? Um, I started to tell myself, it's just me who hears this. And that's odd. That's weird. That's that, that was the awkwardness you felt Yes, that we talked about in a prior like podcast. That's the beginning of shame, that awkwardness, I, I the see. beginning of shame where I feel like I'm the weird one. There's something off with me. Right. Because no one around me hears this being. You right. don't have it. That's odd. And I, my mind, my little tiny developing mind had no idea how to fit it into my sensory experience, right? Like our senses are developing as a child. Where does this fit in on something I don't see or hear or can't touch? But and you, and you're, maybe, did you need like to put a name on it? So the, the, the good use of the mind would have been, um, well, that's, you know, that's your soul talking, honey, from your mom or mm -hmm. something of the sort, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then it's an, oh, confirmation. I have a, a vocabulary to attach to something that is intangible. Mm -hmm. Right. But your, but our mind will say. It's not there. It doesn't exist. Weird. It's, yeah, this is weird. You're weird. Okay. And so. <laughs> I, all I can tell you, of course, I can't remember exact thoughts at that time, but all I remember is slowly I started to dismiss it. Oh, interesting. Not hear it and start to pay close attention and observation to how other people live life. And I started to absorb, okay, that's how you live life. That's how you act in this way. That's, you know, we are con as children, we're constantly observing the adults in our, in our life and we're picking off of them to understand how we should live our existence. So right. thankfully, my parents still have a stable existence. But now imagine if you grew growing up in a household, I'm sure there are a lot of listeners who've grown up in household where what they picked up on was constant instability or constant dysfunction or violence or trauma. And that has become a part of their self-identity. The human that, race. With that comes shame. 
Because even right. with all of that stuff, now they don't fit in anywhere except in a dysfunctional relationship. If they form a dysfunctional relationship, then they fit in. You understand what I mean? Now there's code because one is yes. dysfunctional within that, and that's all and you know how to do because that's what you picked up on. Right. Right. So we can go through many iterations of that until life is so beautifully set up for us that it, it, everyone who's hit rock bottom know that that is a gift from the universe. That means it's telling it you, is. honey, everything you learned, everything you picked up is not true. So and let, everything let, let me show you everything looks perfect around you that's that's like the talking head song as the days go by you know it's like what is this house what is who is this wife what is all these things um then you're like this is not me this I is not the authentic self. exactly and so that's where we hit rock yeah. bottom. That's where a lot of addiction comes from because we exactly. don't know what that is, but there's just a vacuum. We have to fill that vacuum with something, right. something that doesn't hurt anyone else. It can hurt me, but it doesn't hurt anyone else. Or you're clearly projecting and hurting other people. Yes. Because there's no relationship to the soul and the feelings and that emotional but like you intelligence. Said, everything is either an act of love or a cry for love. So even addiction yes. is an is a cry for love. Yes. A love for this being, with this being, to form a cry to form a relationship with something they can't see or is never confirmed by anyone else. You know, when you form a relationship with someone on the outside, everyone can see that person. Everybody celebrates it. They're happy for you. You can put pictures on Instagram and look how wonderfully happy you are. But when you form a relationship with your soul, with this imaginary friend of yours, there is no evidence that you should be happy with that, right? You're happy, but there is right. no with way of revealing heart. it to the world. Yes. Right? So people don't see But that. it is definitely, definitely uh recognized it's it's not recognized but but our whole like your aura mm -hmm. changes giving unconditional love to self and that and that self-awareness there's no fear of what might happen there's no it's 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 the most it's secure relationship different energy especially as a mother yeah right it's the most secure relationship it's one yes. relationship you will never feel betrayed in Right. Like that's a guarantee. Right. So I don't know why more people would not want to explore this relationship because literally this one's guaranteed. And when one is betraying self, they want, they can't be honest um, at a deep level. And, and yeah, I mean, why betray ourselves? But even if we why? do betray ourselves, the funny thing is we are still unconditionally accepted in this relationship. Right. This is the only unconditional relationship. So that is why I often tell okay. people who come to me looking for a healthy relationship and they say, I want unconditional relationship. I often remind them, honey, there's nothing called unconditional relationship in the physical world. In the physical world, everything has to be conditional. The only unconditional relationship that exists is the one with your soul. 
I mean, that too is, is one way. You may be conditional towards your soul, but your soul is always unconditional towards you. Always. And building that relationship with it to experience, to have a deep experience with that unconditional love with soul is a process. Yes. And you stated, you know, when if you hit rock bottom, if you lose everything, um, that's an opportunity. Yes. That means if you all don't, the doors are closing to you, the only one you will pay attention to is the one that has always been open. Right. Or if you're in a constant state of anxiety and in this running to stand still, maintaining this outside stuff and identity, um, and eventually are just so tired and exhausted from that, that that's also your soul calling. That's our soul exactly. calling. Exactly. That to, to listen, to take time to sit and breathe. And we don't have to live that way. Exactly. De we don't. Depression is that. Depression is you been seeking for yourself in the outer world and not being able to find it. And now right. you're stuck. You're at the end of your rope. That's what depression is. And so right. that is also an indication, honey, turn towards the one place where you will find yourself and be received unconditionally, which is your soul. So the first step you explained is trying to think of that imaginary friend, that, that silent voice that has always been there. And as an adult, you can think of this imaginary friend as an imaginary lover. So mm -hmm. say, let's take your case, for example, right? You just came out some relationships that you real realized are not the ones that will create a healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. So if I were to ask you, if you were to close your eyes and feel what, if you really had a person, a physical person in your life and you're hanging out with them five years into your relationship it's a it's a deeply harmonious relationship and your whole household is filled with that aroma and aura of love and mm -hmm. an unconditional so-called unconditional support mm -hmm. so feel that frequency do you feel that energy it's in your heart i right feel now. it yourself right. and within my home there you go that not, yeah. not take that and imagine that your this inner friend that we're talking about is your beloved it's your the love of your life and you will find mm -hmm. the same energy in there yes so imagine if my you were beloved. to even if you were to play these imaginary games with yourself or sup for a little while obviously don't go overboard but saying okay it I already have a beloved inside of me and I want to really enjoy its presence. How would I talk yes. to it? How would I respond to it? How would I support it? How often would I hang out with it? Would I talk to it all the time about every little experience that I'm having? Yes. Would you go into depth of your experience and be authentic with it? Yes. Does that build more of that energy that we just talked about? Yes. 
So if you start to cultivate that energy within you as an imagination that you're already with your beloved, like the best being that could be out there for you. It will attract. It will attract that frequency into your life. Yes. It sounds magical, but it's very practical. It's very practical. And I believe with my whole heart in that process. Yes. Peter and I, my husband and I talk about it all the time. That's how he entered my life. That was my process during that time. Say more. I wasn't even looking for a physical person on the outside because I was so deeply developing this presence and I felt so fulfilled by it that by the time I actually met my current husband, I didn't have a need for him anymore. Now that's a very different dynamic. Now somebody shows up, but I really don't need you, but I can enjoy being with you. You see, so all that, that drama kind of gets cleared out. But then mm-hmm. what you want to see when you do encounter that physical person coming in, it brings up a lot of the fears and unprocessed shadows from your past relationships. Right. That's exactly what happened with me. Yeah. In the cutting off all contact with someone who we had an understanding and it worked for my journey, but an avoidant, emotionally avoidant. And then it was my, my, my avoiding that, that fully trusting, fully giving of my heart. And I was afraid in a new relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, because I wasn't nurturing that, that, that sense of all of that beloved. And, and it was that kind of failing that ended up resulting in a, a bunch of other stuff. Yet it's so cool how these phases over what a nine year span, how my own work and my own building of that relationship to soul, how different things were brought to me. Mm-hmm. I totally understand it all now. Mm-hmm. And and the journey. Yeah. It's really beautiful. It really is beautiful because at every step, really, you are getting to know more about yourself in more right. clarity, right? Because once you've really known something about yourself in full clarity, it never goes away. No one can take that away from you. It's yours forever. So the New Year's resolution is to our beloved is to listening to our imaginary friend and nurturing nurturing that relationship and awareness of of the soul our true self and as we simplified or tried to put into words that everyone can relate to think about that 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 voice that began when you were a child. And that's the starting point. And try and use breath and trust me, the voice will get louder. The more you're listening to it, then, then maybe there's an opportunity to build an authentic relationship at some point. But that needs to be nurtured and strengthened 
I call it a home within me. And it's something that I need to nurture and strengthen every day. And the learnings are so fascinating. They're so fascinating. And life becomes just this exciting journey. They're exciting journey. It's a self-exploration. What a New Year's resolution. <laughs> exactly. So the New Year's resolution is, I'm going to hang up with my beloved and acknowledge its so presence So in relation with your... Yes, I'm sorry. What was that? No, I was just saying the New Year's resolution could be that I'm just going to hang out with my beloved and feel its presence a lot more than I have been in the past. And when you met your husband, Mm -hmm. you knew or you sensed that this person too was fully supportive of your doing that, as well as most of all doing it within themselves? Well, I had to um, claim it first, verbally. That's our responsibility. I had to claim it, which means I was very clear with him that my relationship with my soul comes first, above my relationship with him. So if, if there's any discrepancy that doesn't match, I will always listen to my soul. Right. And I will always do what my soul says. I will not compromise my my divinity or anything. Right. And so it was verbalized clearly. And then I sat and watched and observed how did he take those words? Was there any like resistance in his body language to that? Did he think I was weird for saying that? Um, but it lit him up. And he fully acknowledged that and honored that. And he was, he said, I would not want to do anything to jeopardize that relationship. I will always honor it. And so that was that my was clue beautiful. that he knows that space because somebody who doesn't know that space cannot acknowledge it. Right. Right. And when it, when we are feeding and supporting that space within us and then it's judged or, somebody claims there's not enough respect or loyalty or whatever, however they're projecting. Um, No, listen to the soul. That is a sign that it's not meant to be. Yes. And it's your job to always defend your relationship with your soul and be always authentic with it. And I feel the more authentic you are with it, that authenticity naturally flows out into your relationship. And in spite of that, if you're getting accused of you're not loyal enough, you're not trusting enough, you're not whatever enough version of enough the other is seeking, then you just allow them to have their opinion because there's, there's, you can be more authentic. You just are authentic or you're not authentic, right? There's nothing more to give because whatever you were giving was coming from a place of the soul. Right. But when you're offering this authenticity because you're nurturing that self-awareness with self and and then it's not done by a partner, it'll just create more and more tension and anxiety and angst and and drama. So again, so the New Year's resolution is nurturing our relationship with our soul so then we can be aware 
when another isn't supporting that. Yes. And thank you, Priya. It's I really enjoyed this conversation. It was like the basics. <laughs> it was quite timely. Yeah, I huh? really, really. What's that? It was quite timely. Yes. I love you. Everyone, please check out Priya's podcast, Practical Spirituality, as well as Seventh Chakra Yoga Institute of Spiritual Sciences and all the wonderful offerings that they have. I'm wishing everybody a very, very, very happy new year. And please, please listen to your soul a little bit more today, okay? A little bit more in the new year. Bye-bye. You are not alone. If you are dealing with shame and trauma, please reach out to me through my website, nadia-davis.com. You can get a free band shame tip sheet and find out about upcoming events. I'd love it if you picked up my book, Home is Within You, wherever books are sold. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, leave a review, and make sure to follow me on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sending warm hugs. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.